Okay, what's up? Welcome into the uh, Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Ian Sork, uh, joined by a buddy of mine. It's been a while since we've done this, and I've been wanting to do it, and it just kind of worked out. I was like, yeah, let's let's do this, um, because with the Super Bowl, you know what you're talking about, um, and this is a great game in general. thought you'd be, be excellent on this stuff, just because there's so many matchups um jimmy g patrick mahomes andy reed uh shanahan there's matchups across the board that i want to get to um and so yeah frank laterza joining the pod um thanks for joining buddy appreciate it bang bang yeah um it is an impossible task to replace the quarterback one james tringali but <laughs> i will do my best and i think for me on brother you'll be good you'll be good you'll figure it out um <laughs> as you go along I want to start – let's just get into it because I I think there's a lot to get to, but I want to start with the 49ers offense in particular. Um, And this is interesting because, I mean, I think the focus, the obvious thing is they need to be able to run the ball and control the clock and put touchdowns on the board rather than field goals. Um, I think there's some hesitancy regarding Jimmy G and what he can do, uh, what they're going to ask him to do, um, you know, I guess I'll open it up to you. What do you expect from the offense? And ideally, how, how does this go for them? So I, th- I think, I mean, recency biased, Jimmy's thrown 27 passes in two playoff games, which is, I mean, that pace is just absurd. I, I don't yeah. think it happens in this game, especially with who's on the other side, right? You're going to have to score the ball. I, I've heard, I heard one guy today that I listened to, he said he sees this more like a Saints 49ers game. And and I could see that. Um I, I think I think Jimmy's gonna be asked to, to throw the ball a little more. Um but we'll start with the run game because that's you know San Fran's bread and butter. I, I mean this this team is the amount of weapons they have is unbelievable. And one thing I'd like to point out that I think we're gonna see is a, a muddle huddle kind of thing. I think San Fran's going to get to the line. Casey's going to line up in, in whatever front they're in. And Shanahan's going to use that to the best of his abilities, see what they're in, and, and then make that play call, right? And one thing that maybe the average watcher doesn't know is those those headphones in, in the helmet of the quarterback don't go off until the 15-second mark of the play clock. So Shanahan can talk to Garoppolo until that 15-second mark of the play cock. And I think that's going to be huge for San Fran to play flat fast in order to play slow, if that makes sense. You know, they're going to run to the line, see what KC presents, and then Shanahan's going to hit him with inside zone, outside zone, you know, whatever he decides to call. Something that people don't know is um, San Fran's second running back, not, not even Tevin Coleman, but Mosert, he is the number one running back per DVOA, which yeah. is which is insane. He, he's our second running back. And DVOA, defensive adjusted value over average, he was number one in the entire regular season for 2019 for running backs who qualified for the ranking. So I think what this sets up to is Jimmy G having a monster day on play action over the middle to Kittle, who the Chiefs have no one to match up with, and Debo Samuel, who runs a over or dig route, whatever you want to call, with the best of them in the league. I think Jimmy's going to have a bigger day than people think. 
Um, and I think they will be able to move the ball on on the Kansas City defense that, you know, Steve Spagnola, he basically says, hey, I line up in this. He shows it pre-snap. Should be huge for Shanahan, who's just an offensive genius. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And across the middle thing is something that I was going to bring up because that's where they're really good at. But at the time, I was reading some stuff earlier where some of this advanced um, analytic stuff is saying that, you know, Kansas City is extremely good at defending the ball in the middle of the field, particularly in cover three, where I think San Francisco against cover three defenses is the best in the league. And this goes to my point about the matchups and how they're just ones across the board um, where you have, again, the Kansas City defense, uh, they, they don't defend the run very well. They're 29th, I think, in DVOA, um, where you have, again, San Francisco able to run the ball. But if there is, for some reason, you know, there is, if for some reason they are able to stop the run, I don't, I, I don't, the, the, the Saints comparison is interesting. Garoppolo just isn't very good at throwing the ball downfield. Um, one of the worst in the league. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like a give and take to me where I'm trying to figure out, you know, where it goes. And to me, like, I was looking at some other stuff too, where I think, I feel like there's so many different matchups, right? At the end of, of the course, day, yeah. it, it's who can win in the trenches and then ultimately avoid turnovers. No, no, For okay. sure. For sure. I mean, football's won in the trenches. I, I think, you know, that plus the quarterback is the great equalizer, which I think, you know, obviously Mahomes is, you know, not arguably a, a top three quarterback. People are, can argue one, but he, he's top three for sure. Um, you know, I, I hear what you're saying about Garoppolo throwing the ball downfield, but the thing right. is he's not really asked to do that. You know what I mean? He's asked to get guys the ball in space and then Debo Samuel, you know, they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. They have Kittle. These guys, you know, make things happen once the ball is given to them. Um, Debo Samuel, for instance, he, he's number one in yards after catch. Um, both, very him, both him and Emmanuel Sanders, top 30 wide receivers on DVOA. Kittle is a top three tight end in the league. So he has you all argue he's, he, You could argue he's won. Honestly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, th- you could say that the top two tight ends in the league are playing in this game, right? So I think that's big. And, and you pointed to – you asked the question, what if they stop the run? One, I don't think it happens. And two, even if they get behind – like last week, and we talked about this earlier, you saw the Titans totally get away from the running game. I mean, Derrick Henry – got three carries in the second half, which one, he's your best player. Got to get the ball to him more. And two, because you're throwing the ball all the time and it's throwing the ball with Ryan Tannehill, who you, I think Garoppolo is better than Tannehill, but I think, you know, you can make a case other way, whatever. Incompletions, you're off the field fast. And now your defense back on the field against Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's not the best. No, <laughs> so, it's not a good recipe at all. Right. So I think Shanahan's going to be big on controlling the tempo, controlling the clock, keeping, you know, Mahomes off the field as long as he can. And to do that, you have to run the ball. I mean, they run the ball for now. Let me ask you, did you see the over under for the, the Niners um, um, yards per game on the ground? Isn't it something obscene like 180 or 170? I, I didn't I haven't seen it. Um, 
I, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's huge, which is an overreaction for sure. I'm gonna have to look this up, and this is my bad because um, I thought it was something absurd. Because I mean, I don't know. I just don't see. I don't know if we're going to get what happened last week where it looked like Green Bay didn't practice at all um, and they just kind of trotted out there and just say, let's uh, figure this thing out as we go. Because that was tough. Um, and even Kyle Shanahan said he didn't expect that to go the way it did. Um, I think it's interesting because I think a lot of people, especially casuals, are – and even myself at times, I was watching – you know, when they played the, the, the Titans, they were able to stop Henry to an extent. And in some ways that was because they stopped giving him the ball. But – there was a play, I think, in the Chiefs-Titans game where they just threw eight guys in the box. Like, they're basically playing goal line. I think it was the fourth and one play where they didn't get it. Um, I asked you this question last night, and I don't know if you're going to be able to do it, so I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little bit. What do you think is the difference in the way – the reason why the the Niners could be successful tomorrow versus why the Chiefs – why the Titans weren't in the previous outing? So sorry if I didn't ask that question perfectly. No, I, I totally understand. So two things. One, like I said, I, I think the fact that Shanahan's been in this game, and I think he understands the importance of, you know, even if maybe the Chiefs get a stop, just keep pounding the ball. Eventually it's going to work out where you're going to keep the defense on the field enough that A, they're going to tire out, and B, something's going to hit. Because like you said, I agree with you completely. The Chiefs are going to say we need to stop the run. That's, I mean, that's what the 49ers have ran the ball 81 times for 472 yards in the playoffs. That's 5.8 yards of carry. That's insane. So you have to stack the box. Now, one thing I'm, I'm, I, you know, this. I'm writing an article right now, and I talk about how I, I think I think the Chiefs might employ what the Patriots did with that 5-1 or 5-2 front um, that we saw against the Rams. The zone, the zone sort of deal they did? Right. Well, where they, they put everyone up, right? right? So I think you're going to see a lot of that, and that's basically a stacked box. And then they'll play either, a, you know, cover three behind it. You can play man behind it. Uh, can't really play cover two or cover four behind it, but basically you automatically are going to have six dudes in the box, and it's usually going to be seven or eight because someone's going to have to be on Kittle – Someone's going to be have to be on, you know, four four. Someone's going to have to be man on the back. So it's going to be a seven or eight man box. Now, one thing that San Fran does off of this that I didn't see the Titans do is they actually run an RPO and they do it under center, right? So pre snap, Garoppolo has his keys where, you know, he might have in the play that I uh, example here. He's got Debo on the outside and on the outside right, and it's his outside zone left. So all the linemen flow left on the snap and the linebackers are flowing with them. That leaves a backside window open for Debo who runs just a quick slant. Garoppolo takes one step to the left, pivots, yeah, turns and hits Debo on a slant. And now it's a three yard pass. But again, we talked about how good the San Fran receivers are at turning these small small games so good right so good so this three yard catch that was supposed to be an outside zone turns into a 22 yard first down and now you've totally flipped the game so that's something that the titans don't do that i think just shanahan alone puts into his offense and makes things happen and the ability to utilize play action sorry i cut you off there but they i feel like they were doing that they do that so well and and 
No, to your point, the Titans were doing that earlier in the game. You you saw when they faked the handoff to Henry. Henry yep. was rolling, play action. They had shots over the middle to, you know, A.J. Brown. Um, and, and they were succeeding. And then, they were. you know, in the second half, it kind of – they just went to straight drop back. And now the Chiefs can bring that pass rush that they have. Frank Clark, who they brought in the offseason, that's what they pay him to do. They don't pay him to stop the run. They pay him to get after the quarterback. And the Titans were just showing their hand, which makes it a lot easier on Spagnola and that defense. How many points? Like, I, I mean, how many points do you think they're going to have to put up? Because here's something that I there was an interesting stat that I saw. Um, I, I think in the eight Patrick Mahomes has over the last couple of years, six times teams have had to score 29 points or more. I think there was one time in there where they had to score at least 25 points. And there's only been one time, one occasion where Kansas City lost the game while the other team scored less than 20 points. Um, and to me, I, I look at that over under, I think it's 54 and a half. How do you feel about that? If it touches 55, I'm, I'm going to have a real problem you because I'm going to have, you I'm going to have to take it. No, I haven't yet, but if it touches 55, I, I'm going to have to look at the under. I, I really – I see something like 28-24 because, like I said, I think Shanahan just understands the importance of keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field. Yeah, I really I, do. Yeah, and, this is a good segue, and I don't want to cut you off here, but I think this is a good segue to talk about the defense of the 49ers because this dude Mahomes has just looked like uh, – he's. A, other planet and the injury stuff and a lot of the numbers suggest I mean he look he wasn't as good he played 14 games this year um the injury happens things go south and I get it um but the end of the season he picks it back up and then he looks unreal in the last two playoff outings yeah I mean if you're yeah I mean if you're the 49ers I don't know if it's as black as black and white as can you get pressure with four guys or you're gonna have to blitz because you told me when we were when we were I think during the Titans game I'm like why aren't they just bringing more they're, they're they're sending like three and they're dropping back eight and I'm just like this is not gonna work like that to me is just what you don't do I, I feel like you're gonna have to get after this guy because when he gets out of the pocket if you let him do that then you're just done yeah so interesting that it is perfect segue well so I think I think this is the the biggest matchup to look for. Uh, and we touched on it earlier, you know, in the trenches, you win games. So San Francisco during the regular season, they blitzed on 20.9% of their snaps. Sounds like a lot. It's the fourth lowest, lowest in the league, right? But despite their lack of blitzing, they managed to create quarterback hurries on 14.7% of their opponent's dropbacks. That's yeah. tops in the league. Tops. And... They had 48 sacks during the season. That's fifth in the league. They have nine sacks so far in the two playoff games. What does that mean? It means that they can create pressure just bringing four, which you have to do against Kansas City because Kansas City, as you said, not only is Mahomes an absolute, I mean, like we said, top three quarterback, they got some dogs on the outside now. They have weapons, you know, for days. Oh, no, 100%. So you, so you, you have to be able to drop guys back. And I, I think this is going to be huge for Salah and that defense. Um, now, I, I think Bosa and Buckner on that left side of the O-line could have a field day. So 
and I know we you said we're going to talk about gambling later, which we will, but I just want to bring this up right now. I, I've made one bet, Super Bowl bet so far, and it's Mahomes over rushing yards, 32 and a half. I was going to ask you about that. I saw that. And I actually had that in my because I know you took the over against Tennessee as, as well. I remember seeing that. I, I was curious if you thought he'd be able to get out. So you think he's going to be able to get out and create with his feet in a similar way that he did against the Titans? 100%. I, I really do. And, and if you look at the 49ers losses this year, it's the Ravens, the Seahawks, and the Falcons. So you, you don't think of Matt Ryan as a running quarterback, but Russell Wilson and Lamar at Jackson, their ability to, you know, make make plays out of nothing with their legs. Russell Wilson ran for 53 yards on six carries. And it's tough for Lamar because, you know, there's so many quarterback runs. But for what it's worth, he had 101 rushing yards in the game. And even in that um, Falcons loss, Matt Ryan ran for 27 yards. Mahomes has 53 rushing yards in both of the playoff games so far. I, I think that's going to be huge for him. And honestly, the entire Chiefs team itself for when the pocket collapses and no one's open downfield because the 49ers are bringing four and they're dropping seven and everyone's covered or he has, you know, under two seconds to get rid of the football, his ability to take off and be an athlete, I think it's huge in this game. And I think he's going to use it multiple times. Yeah, no, I agree. And I wonder how, like, I wonder if they do some sort of contain thing with him where it's like, and I've seen people talk about the way, and again, different guys, different positions. I don't know if guys like Bosa, they try and get out wide. So that I think he actually gets more, like he's not as comfortable stepping into the pocket. I know he can do it, but he is far more comfortable when he can get outside. He can create, and he knows he has time. And so I'm wondering if like they actually go at it, just like, hey, get out wide, keep him inside and let him, you know, get him freaked out. And if the guy's inside of the defensive line can get some pressure, then – Maybe, maybe you force a turnover. Yeah. You know? um, no, I, I, I think, I think they're going to throw a lot of different things at that, at that O line and, and at Mahomes. I mean, you just try and do everything you can to confuse him um, because, you know, they have guys in there. You can't, like Tyreek Hill can't be covered by Richard Sherman one on one. If they do that all game, it's over. You're, it's, 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 right. it's, it's, it's over. But yeah. it is interesting that they are there. I saw another stat like they are great at defending the long ball. I think they're, they're, they're one of the best teams, if not the best teams in the league at um, containing the big plays and not giving them up. So and, it's very, and, it's very interesting. Yeah. And part of that is they bring four and they're dropping seven, seven, right. They're just, you, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So they don't, they don't give you that opportunity. And like I said, they're off 14 points at a the time. They're getting hurried. So it's tough to get, and develop those big plays. Now on the other side, you can say, well, no other team has Tyreek Hill who can get open in under, you know, two seconds because he's or the fastest Hardman. man on the field. Hardman. Hardman yeah. And you know, Kelsey's a matchup nightmare. Watkins is a matchup. Nightmare. I mean, they have, you have to pick your poison. And I assume, you know, they spotlight Kelsey, they spotlight Hill and, you know, I think Watkins needs to step up. And like I said, I think Mahomes has to have a day with his legs. And I think you you pointed it out. You can either put a spy on him. You can do like in Madden where they have like the DB, DN contain or whatever. But that right. just takes away from Bosa being able to get after the quarterback. After the and passive, I, think, right. I think you want to hit Mahomes early and often. 
No, I, I 100% agree. One thing that's weird is, like, I don't know if it's going to actually translate or matter all that much, but they had some in both the Texans and Tennessee game. So I feel like there are some drop balls, and particularly, particularly Kelsey. And I don't know. It's, it was one of those – it's something that I literally just thought of off the dome. I don't know if it's actually going to carry or anyway or translate, but I thought it was interesting. That early on, too, especially. A lot of drop balls. So, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Something to watch. Something to watch for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mahomes, three three oh two over under. I, how do you feel about that? So, so when when you're doing props, you you have to think. Okay, what are the reasonable ways this game's going to get played out? I, I think it's either going to be a shootout, or you know, you see like a, and I don't think it's going to happen, but something like the Seahawks Broncos game where the Seahawks just – the Broncos came in with that great offense and the Seattle came in with that great defense and Seattle just shut down Peyton Manning and co. Now, I, this isn't the Legion of Boom. I think that Seahawks defense was better than this 49ers defense, and obviously I think the Chiefs defense is better than the Broncos defense. But I could see a scenario where, you know, Shanahan dictates clock, Mahomes makes a mistake or two, and, you know, the Chiefs – are down by, you know, two possessions going into the fourth quarter. I could also see an absolute shootout, and both teams are just scoring left and right. In both those scenarios, Patrick Mahomes is going to be throwing the football. It would be hard for me to take the under 302 there. And I think the secondary is the worst part of this defense. So I think that's where they're going to attack. I think I would lean over 302. Yeah, no. I'm not going to disagree. I, I mean, again, not a gambling guy here, but it just looks a little light when, when you saw him put up like, what, 300. I mean, he did it in a half against Houston. Well, let's, don't get me wrong. It's Houston. Completely different team. Different different scenario there. But, like, his ability to do it, like, I don't, I'm not going to put anything, you know, um, I'm not going to say the guy can't. It's hard to go the other way. Right. It's hard to go yeah. the other way. And I feel like that's, that's my line of thinking in this game is, like, I feel like there's so many reasons to go with San Francisco in this where I maybe favor um, some matchups, whether it's a unit or an individual in multiple instances, but so much of it for me comes back to like, but Mahomes, you know what I mean? And I, I, I've been, I, up until this podcast, I really haven't been able to figure it out. And it, I think I'm going to go with Kansas city, but I'm literally trying to think about this on the flyer because I really think it's that close. Are you actually going to bet on the game itself straight up? great question i you know what i don't think there's there's like i think this is a great live betting game as dangerous as live betting is yeah i just i just don't know that like you know you hear the stats um sam fran all losses under five points this year mahomes has never lost by more than seven points in his career like if the game was three either way I think I, I would have to lay the three, but one and a half. So close. Really, now, now yeah. the, Chiefs are get, the Chiefs are getting hit hard. 60% of I the think, public money, right? It's, it's a lot. Yeah, and and the over is even harder. I, I think the over is like one of the most bet on things you know, oh, in this man. year's sports. Vegas, Vegas. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Oh, sickos, man. They are. If, I mean, who like if let's say you had to bet the game, who who? It sounds like you're leaning Kansas City just because of the home Mahomes factor, which I can't even blame you for. 
I think so. But I, again, like I'm literally, I've been able, I've been thinking about it and people have asked me even in the office and I'm like, I don't know. I, I actually don't know. Um, and I don't know if we're going to get, and people, we haven't even talked about an Andy Reid special, right? I, we haven't seen that yet. I don't know if we're going to get one for the sake of him. And, you know, you hear, you hear just guys like, you know, interviews, NFL people talk about him. Like everyone loves the guy. And I know he's been through some personal stuff too. And you read about his kids, um, you know, stuff that happened back in the day. And like, I think there's a lot of people that are rooting for him and we haven't seen any, any, you know, any re moments yet. And I don't know if we're due for one because Shanahan, he, he can prepare, he can prepare man. And that defense gets ready to play. And if that offense starts to execute and they're controlling the clock and they're putting up seven instead of three on drives, I just, I don't know. The Niners are just a machine to me. Yeah. I, I, I think if, if I were to bet the game, it, I, I think the Niners are going to win. Yeah. Um, just, and, just for some of the stuff up front that I mentioned and, but but God, betting against Mahomes, man. I mean, he he's been down twenty four to zero, and he was down ten late in the second quarter, and they won both games with no doubt. No yeah, doubt. No, no doubt. No doubt. And even Tennessee, like I, you know, early on, you're like, man, this is uh, they're gonna do this storybook yeah. Cinderella, and they controlled the clock, and then. Um, I think it was that 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 five right before the end of the first half where I think they were up three and I think there was a little over two minutes left and they get the ball back and it was like the worst thing that could have happened for Tennessee was getting that four and out and they got a four and out I think the Chiefs get the ball back they score at the end of the half plus they were getting the ball back um, yeah in the third quarter he's like this eight. thing yeah yep yeah exactly and this thing's over and. I don't – it's important for San Francisco to get out to a big lead, I guess. I mean, maybe that's the obvious thing to say is they need to be able to put some points on the board in the first quarter because otherwise no. – you know what I mean? For, for sure. I think, I think the lead is much more important to San Fran than it is to Kansas City. I, I agree with that 100%. So, I guess um, anything else? Otherwise, I'll just ask you for your final predictions unless, the, unless the, that I miss anything else that you wanted to talk about. No, man, I think we hit a lot on it. Um, like I said, I've made one bet so far, and it's the Mahomes over 32 and a half rushing yards. Um, and I, I think that's only going to go up when people start to really dig deep into it. Um, if, you know, people like weird props, I, I would, if the Gatorade color, if you get that, I would take red. Both teams have red in them. So nice. Um, it was like seven to one. I think it's gotten bet down like to three three and a half to one like people are pounding a gatorade color if that's not gambling and the gen nation just that's like sick. That's sick. <laughs> i mean that is sick. what are we doing that is gross uh, and then one more i saw a prop that was like will kyle shanahan blow a 28-3 lead again and it's like a hundred to one we haven't even got to that there's so many good storylines because i mean it's wild. I didn't even think about that. I mean, I, th- I thought about it, but I didn't think about what we were talking about this until you talk. Like, there's there's so many good storylines here because I mean, having him come back and actually get it done would be cool. I I think I think it's not going to be talked about enough, but the experience that he has being here, play calling during this game, 
and the experienced Jimmy, I mean, he didn't play, but he saw how the greatest of all time prepped for this game. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think those things, too, are, are a big deal. And obviously, Andy's been there. It was years ago. And I think this team's probably a little better than that Eagles team was. Maybe not the defense, but offensively. Um, for sure, this, this team's better than that Eagles team. But I think, I think you know, both teams being there, having experience. But like you said, we haven't seen Andy be typical Andy yet. Um, I, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a great game. I'm excited because I feel like we're actually getting the two best teams and the Ravens were great this year. But I think there was always the, the you know, the, you know, the what if about Lamar if the running game does go south. And we saw what happened. And I know I think we're getting the two best teams, um, the best offense probably in Kansas City, obviously. And then you have just a really well – I mean, John Lynch has built a juggernaut of a team in just a couple of years. Um, and so, no, it's, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to, I can't wait. Absolutely. Can't wait. Can you give us, give us a score? Cause I, it's interesting. Cause you talked about how this game could be like the Saints game where it's 40, 46, or we might get like a, you know, a 28, 25 deal. You know, it's, it's wild. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll hold off on the Saints. I, I'll, the Saints score. I'll just go, I'll go 28, 24. And I think Mahomes has it late. And something happened. Tip ball, you know, and something. interception or Bosa makes a play. And I'll I'll take the 49ers to uh host the Lombardi. I'll go I'll go Niners um 31 28. I think it's gonna be close. Um I think it's gonna be fun throughout. And it might be a deal where, you know, last team to get the ball ends up winning. So, yeah, I, I could see it. And it's interesting. A couple of things, again, not to harp on, you know, the game is one of the trenches in the turnover battle, but to end it, teams, since the Pats beat the Rams in Super Bowl 36, um, the team that has won the turnover, turnover battle, um, they are 11 and 3 since that's, and then uh, teams that have won the, um, I'm blanking out. Sorry, sack. No, if you sack the quarterback more. So teams that get up the quarterback have more sacks in the game are 12 and four in the last 20. Um, so, I mean, really the name of the game is can you get up to the quarterback and then can you, uh, you know, not turn the ball over? That seems like a yeah. nice recipe. So awesome, man. Should be good. No, can't wait. Can't wait. Thank you for doing this, man. I do appreciate it. Um, thought this was a good, good one considering it's been a while since we've done this. So, um, Everyone, thank you for listening. Thank uh, Frank, thanks for coming on. Do appreciate it. And until next time, we will uh, talk to you soon. You got it. Peace out.